Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hello and welcome to the Enchanted Circle call for May 23rd. Uh, cool. So, Jean, so far it's just me and you. So, yeah. Okay. So, I, I want to know how your future self showed up this week. Let's see. My future self called the crawfish boil yesterday. Called what? Called the crawfish boil yesterday. <laughs> awesome. And a very small, select group of friends came, and we had a fabulous time, and we sat out by the pool, and I don't think I got bitten by many mosquitoes, um, which was nice. Um, Mm -hmm. We had lots and lots of crawfish, and uh, that was really good. So that was a really nice day. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else was my future self doing. Um, well, my future self is beginning writing another book as of today. Awesome. And my future self has been doing some amazing work with Reiki and clients. I had an amazing client meeting this morning and um, just really supporting my clients in a whole deeper way through the Reiki stuff. So that's been really good. So that's how my future self has been showing up. Um, cool. So is um, she continue? like, is, is she, like, always writing a book? Is that how, like... Um, I don't think she's always writing a book. Uh-huh. Uh, I think she's continuing to share her knowledge in a lot of different ways with the people out there who need it, Love and it. writing books is one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a that's a good thing. Um, she kind of slowed down over the the initial was was a, definitely a flurry of books, mm-hmm. um, but she kind of slowed down a little bit and say, saying, "Okay, I I want to get some real quality stuff out into the world." And uh, my guess is, well, yeah, my my future self is really working on a different level with books than when when I first started writing books, mm-hmm. so that they're going through you know major publishing houses now. Cool, I love it. Yeah. Um. And that may be because her future, her publisher's future self is much more major than she used to be, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Good point, right? Might just happen yeah. that way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So tell me how um, your future self was present at the crawfish bowl or why the crawfish bowl is your future self shining through. Well, my future self loves small, intimate gatherings with mm-hmm. – um, 
special people and bringing together people that work well together. Um, and this group was originally a lot larger, a bit larger, and a few people didn't show up, and so the mix was really, really nice. Um, mm. And that's just the way it seems to work out for my future self, is she can plan something and say, oh, well, this might be a little larger than I really want it to be, and then it'll turn out just perfectly. I love it. So things turn out just the way she wants them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And my future self was now, actually, I think my present self was was doing a lot of cleaning. My future self probably would have had somebody else do that. But um, actually, I pulled back off the Manica 10K program, which I just printed out when, when I was going through it before. And I restarted it, and I kept finding pennies all over the place. And then I found, um, I, I told my husband I needed to take his truck. And I looked down on the floor, and there was a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter, and a dollar bill. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I took it all. <laughs> And he doesn't get any of it. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. So it was sort of like, oh, there it all is, right there. Mm-hmm. And awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. It was kind of like, oh, well. And that was when I was out running around looking for getting ice and stuff like that yesterday morning. And I just looked down and I said, oh. There's my there's my scavenger hunt done for the day. <laughs> I absolutely love that. That is so fabulous. And and then I kept finding then most of the stuff I kept finding was pennies around the house. Mm-hmm. And I just kept saying, Oh, it's a penny. Look, how wonderful. And so that was really kind of nice was just finding all of these pennies and just really appreciating each penny I found. Mhm. I love it. And so what's the, like, it might not be about pennies, it might be about something else, but, like, how was that also your future self shining through? Um, because I think she appreciates all the little things. Not, not, she doesn't, it doesn't have to be big to be good. Mm-hmm. It can just be small and, and select and, and perfect. Uh, and and two, when I, I mean, I found, actually, I found a, this clump of maybe five or six pennies, and mm-hmm. they were, like, really grubby. You know, they had mm-hmm. something spilled on them, probably with sugar, like, they might have had soda or something spilled on them at one point. And so they were just this grubby clump of pennies, and I cleaned them up and dried them off and put them in the penny jar. And that was, you know, it was just sort of a, my future self appreciates each and every droplet of great or good that comes her way. Mm, I love that. So, yeah, that was really, really good. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Fabulous. All right. So do you have any um, any questions or anything you want to talk about? Mm. 
Well, I did want to report back that, you know, as I started clearing up all that mess from last week, mm-hmm. um, I I called Monique and she was fabulous and told me, you know, she all the stuff that I had, I don't know, overblown into craziness and really nasty stuff was just not not even worth worrying about. And that was really good. So, oh, yeah. You know, so now I can just relax and do what I have to do. Um, mm. And as I was talking with someone, she said, you know, you really just need to get your husband to support you on this. She, she said, you don't have to do it all yourself, but you need his support and you need his understanding. And that, so we had that conversation and he said, tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. Um, Oh, to and including doing the taxes, which is not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) But that, you know, so that's really, I'm feeling a lot more supported. I'm feeling a lot more cared for in that area. And just the whole thing is a whole lot better than it was. Good. And I don't know about your future self, but was that a move that she would make with, like, being honest and, like, Seeking yes. the support she needs? Yes, very much so. Seeking the support she needs. Um, I don't think my future self will have this particular problem, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, there could be other problems similar that, you know, just needing the support and needing to say, I I need, I need you to do this for me or um, this needs to get done and I don't want to do it. Can you figure a way to get it done? Uh-huh. Um, and he was really, I mean, he was really great about everything that had to get done for the party this weekend and all. So the house is in much better shape. And um, that feels really good, too, even though my future self does not like to clean necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, but you get to feel like that whole, like, clean the whole party vibe, like, that's awesome. Yeah. I that's love awesome. it. It was a good week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fabulous. And right now my future self is trying to figure out how to get to Denver. How to make Denver yeah. and D- Denver and DC work in the same month. Mm. So um I mean, so what are the like would your future self have to figure it out or would she just make the decision and let it sort of unfold? Um, and I, maybe I'm not trying to figure it out. Maybe I'm just, you know, knowing that that's coming. Cool. All right. I like Um, that. Yeah. Um, just knowing that that's coming in, that, that, that there's this spaces and, and actually Denver feels really, please tell me it's reasonably cool in Denver in August. Please tell me. Why do me if you have to? <laughs> I mean, it's cooler than New Orleans and all. <laughs> Reasonably, like you know. I mean, here's the thing about Denver. Like you, it's the, like one of the easiest places to manifest whatever weather you want. Okay. So you know, if you want some cool, you know, overcast days in we the sixties. Like, yeah, yeah. We we could manifest like high. Mid seventies, low eighties, that would be fine. Yeah, yeah. 
Because I ninety-five and hundred percent humidity. That's what I get. Well, see, it's never 100% humidity, so it's always, like, reasonably yeah. cool compared to anyone from who comes from a place. Like, now, are, the Rock- are the Rockies playing in town that day? Uh, I have no idea, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I didn't look. Um, it's possible. I mean, that exact day, like, there, there won't be time to, like, go to the Rockies game, but... Okay. Um, well, yeah. Maybe I'll come in the, the day before and go to a Rockies game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's a good idea. Um, yeah, because or depending on uh, maybe I'll check the schedule and see when they're playing if they're yeah. in town. Yeah. 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 That would be fun. Yeah. Cool. I love that. Love my that. future Can self, be... my my future self, my present self enjoys going to sporting events. So. That would be fun. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, so are are you talking Denver in August or are you talking Denver in July? It's August, right? You said August, didn't it? Yeah, I just... For the, um, oh, for the Enchanted Circle meeting, yes. Yeah, I was just clarifying, which, yeah. Yeah. Cool. The 6th and the 7th, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, right now, um, right now I don't think I can do an, an in-person meeting for the next couple of months at least. That's okay. Partly because yeah. Partly because I've still got a book to write. <laughs> right. Yeah. And my future self does take take her books very seriously. Cool. They're important. I books. love it. Yeah, they are. They're very important. Cool. Um so we have a couple options. So if you like stuff you want to talk about, we can talk about it. On my mind for you guys has really been the um, sort of the budget assignment or exercise, I would say, not like necessarily assignment. You know, um, I think I've missed that somewhere. Mm. I mean, do you want to play with it? Well, um, I don't ever remember seeing this. You know, it, like I didn't officially put it. It was on my podcast and somebody uh, asked about it or was talking about it. And so then I said on the call, like it, it actually is a really good exercise um, uh, for tapping into your future self and like gaining clarity about um, different things. And uh-huh. so um, we sort of talked about it and I know Jennifer did it. Um, and then I was just thinking about sort of the, like it's um it's a really powerful exercise, like if nothing else I mean, and it's not necessarily it is about the numbers, but it's more about sort of what does life look like. It gives you insights that you don't get when you're just like thinking about it. Ah. So you budget mm-hmm. as your future self? Yeah. So like if you have a business so there's two ways, like you might already have sort of a business income goal um mm-hmm. for this year, or you can sort of just close your eyes and intuitively get what it should be. Um, and then, yeah, like we look at like the actual, like like what are the numbers and break down and like how are you, you know, I always say investing instead of spend, but like how are you investing every dollar? More. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just lost the script. I was scripting before. We got on the call, and I just lost it. Oh, well. 
And then the, the other news side is, of the couch, right? <laughs> exactly. I was like, the good news is it, that's okay because like the only important thing was that you wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, it, and I write, I do a lot of it just right here in Facebook, and so I apparently hit a hit a key and lost it. <gasps> oh, well. oh, interesting. Because I know, so it's going to come up some random. Facebook won't let you close, and you'll be like, oh, I don't know what it, what that was. That's what happens to me. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. Um, hmm. So you do the current the current budget or future budget? So um, let's start here. So what's your um, like what's your income intention for the next year? Like, do you know it, or you want to get it like a kind of a one that just pops into your head? Eighty-eight thousand. From here to the next year, so till June first of the next year of 2017. So 88,000 between now and June first of next year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where did that number come from? It comes, at, and it's probably lower than I would love to say it was, but what I felt like is I keep saying these big numbers and they don't I don't manifest them, so it's like, well, what's what feels good in terms of an income and then what feels like you need to add on top of that for the investments to make into coaching and things like that. So for me, four thousand a month is like a reasonably comfortable income that works with um, with my bills. Mm-hmm. So if I have if I have four thousand a month and Jesse makes what he makes in a month, then we are comfortable. We can do stuff we can, um, we're not going backwards anymore. We're moving forward. Um, we have enough to do some of the extras that we want to do. It's not like super extravagant living and it's not mm-hmm. kind of, but it's, it feels comfortable. And then right now I'm investing a bunch of money with Angela, I'm investing money with you, I'm investing money with a couple other people here mm-hmm. and there on specific stuff. So from that standpoint, if I if I took eighty eight thousand out of the business for me mm-hmm. and if I that does not include if I'm doing retreats, what the cost of the retreat would be. Mm-hmm. So if I if I did a retreat and it cost me fifteen thousand to do the retreat and I made twenty thousand, that would that that would only put five thousand into that, and those are just numbers. Um, yeah. All right. So I want you to just close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to think about five years from now, and I want you to just let this number come. What's the income? What's the number? Post, post, post expenses of doing the program mm. or, to, or total? 
What's the just tell me the number? Two hundred and sixty eight thousand? Yes. Do you think that, that you automatically took expenses out since it was like two hundred and sixty eight? I feel like you uh, did. Yeah, I don't know. When I say that number, I'm not sure. I think that's after the expenses of delivering services. Mm-hmm. And I agree. After, after expenses of employees, contractors, whatever. Yeah. Right. This, this is what's that's, going into your bank account. That's what's going into my bank account. Cool. Although they're... Although there might be, like I said, it's probably got coaching and some things that I sort of think of as my own personal development in there. Does that make sense? Mm. I don't know why, but that's what it feels like. It feels like there's about, there's still my coaching money and and all in there. So probably about 215 net. Yeah, I think we're going to go to 23, a month. Twenty three, three thirty three. Yep. So twenty three, three thirty three a month. Okay. So do you have um like do you have and if the answer is no, like it's like I have like what we're gonna do, but some people have like do you have a way that you like to budget your money? No. Okay. So we're gonna start with sort of my formula, which is very loose and very like um it's more so that there's something to put, like if it works, awesome. If it like it's and it's more like so that a we can get to what works and b so it's like something to push against. So there's okay. 23. So we're so basically what that breaks down to in just easy math is like 60% living expenses, um, 10% in some sort of saving investment, um, 10% I put to like growth. Um, oh, what, say that again. What's the ten percent? Growth, personal development. Okay. Ten um, percent to give away, and ten percent, like, to play with. Is that after? So we're t- talking about after tax money then. Yep. Okay. So we're talking about two hundred and or twenty three thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars. Okay. And so let's just play it, like, let's just start there. The numbers might be n- not right. Okay. So they might, once we, like, play with them, they might feel like they need to be changed. So basically, that's $14,000 for living. Wow, I can upgrade my cable pro- package. <laughs> awesome. All right. That is like that is an important statement right there. Actually, <laughs> actually, the thing is that I don't want to upgrade my cable package except for the golf channel. <laughs> you want to up, you want to upgrade it? No, I only want the golf. Ch- the only thing that's on there's there's like two things on the upgraded cable package that I want, and everything else I really don't want in my life. I want the golf channel. So maybe now I can just go bu- go by getting the golf channel all by itself or something. I know yeah. that sounds I th- that sounds really hysterically funny, but it's like there's already too much TV in my life, but I enjoy 
like Thursday afternoon golf sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they took away the golf channel off my cable package, and it pissed me off. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> so what's the upgraded cable cost? So, uh, yeah. Um, but see, my, I don't, I don't know how I would get to $14,000 of living expenses in a month. I really yeah. don't. I, I know, yeah. I get I that. mean, because I don't want to, I, I love my house the way it is. That's fine. So, like, so let's play with that. So here's what I know, especially about somebody who's doing what you're doing. Trying to play so small that you only make $88,000 a year is, it's hard to grow because there's no room to grow. Okay, well, yeah, and that's that's sort of because I've gotten slapped down so many times on this. You know, I go in and people say, play big, and, and, and so I set really huge goals and really, and I I don't meet them, and then I feel... So, okay, I'm going to stop you in that story right now. Okay. Because there's a lot of things about that that aren't true in this moment, and so we okay. don't need to script that story. Okay. And that's part of what is going to, like, so repeating that story is what keeps repeating the story. Yeah. So first things first, this isn't a goal, it's an intention. Okay. So it's not something that we're actively like, hey, I'm going to go do this and we're going to, like, go work really hard to do. It's an intention that, that creates a space for you to grow. Because okay. my guess is, is that somebody told you to, to create a big um, create a big goal because that's whatever, uh, it's one of my pet peeves. But anyway, so, you know, create this big, late goal and you create it and you can't meet it because you have no idea who that person living that life is. And so it doesn't work. Like, I mean, it, in, and that, like, makes sense to me. So what we're creating is a way to grow into that space, is a way to open back up those channels that have been closed because they ha- it hasn't worked out. Okay. And so this is a totally different process. Okay. Like, we're talking five years out. Uh-huh. Like, you, you would have to work really hard, right? Like, if you make 88000 this year, like, you'd have to work really hard to not let yourself get to 250,000 or two, whatever the 268 yeah. in five years, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to open up that space to like for the growth to happen. Okay. All right. So let's talk about this $14,000 in living expenses. You'd still be living in your own house, right? Right. All right. So I'm guessing there would be a housekeeper. Yeah. Okay. Not, but so, not full time. Because I would. That's yeah. I don't. I I don't want somebody more than once a week. Cool. I really don't. And because my house isn't that. I mean, it's so, big enough. I know. Okay. You don't have to explain anything in this process. Okay. The right. fact that you only want a housekeeper once a week is absolutely one hundred percent fine because it's your choice. Okay. All right. So, I don't know, is that like $100, $200? Let's say $200 a week. All right. 
So um, to make the math easy, I'm just going to say that's a thousand dollars a month, even though it's four point three weeks in a month. Okay, right. well she's she's real happy with the extra bonus money, so right because that's who you are, right? You would probably right. pay her that, right? All yeah, right. I'd probably give her, you know, I'd probably give her a little extra anyway. So maybe it's too I love it. Built-in yeah. tip. Built-in tip. Yeah. Okay. What's the upgraded cable cost? What's that? What's the upgraded cable bill? Um. I think it's two fifty a month. Okay. Say three hundred a month by the time we get there, because cable probably keep going up. So three hundred a month for cable and internet and phone. Yeah, that's cable and internet. Okay. Cool. All right. So, like, what else is like? So your house payment is the same because you love this house, right? My house payment is zero. I own this house outright, yes. Awesome. Um, so say, let me just let me just do the say say six hundred a month for taxes and um, insurance. Is that right? Yeah, that's about right. Okay. That's actually maybe high. It's high for right now, but it's you okay. Know, we have another hurricane. Our insurance will go up again. Wow. Okay. All right. So we're currently at nineteen hundred dollars. Um, okay. So all right. So add say so four hundred four hundred a month for um, car payment. Okay. At Camaro. Mhm. Um. See what else do I pay? Utilities. Say five hundred a month. Mhm. That would be gas, electric, water, sewer. Um. I think what else I'd say. Not a whole lot more. Cool. So um, I don't. My future self doesn't owe anybody any money for like credit cards. She takes money in and pays them off. Cool. So there's. So that. yeah. So travel. Um. Because of the the um, let's say put in put in a thousand a month to go and see Jamie and Kate and the baby, who isn't a baby anymore, but maybe he has a baby sister, which would be really nice. So a thousand a month is that like is that what it costs? Uh-huh. Mm. That's probably more like two. To to just go up there, stay in a hotel, um, get a car, flying up there. That yeah, it's probably more like two. Two thousand okay. dollars? Yeah, for Jesse and me. 
Okay. And so that would mean, um, oh, put in 500 a month for gas, the cars, and 200 a month for pet services, taking care of the beasties when we go away. Mm-hmm. And two hundred a month for pool services, so I don't have to worry about the pool. Mhm. And food. Um. I don't even know how much we spend on food now. Fifteen hundred a month. Okay. And books, 150 a month. I buy okay. lots of books. <laughs> and that's not even including that I get 10 free for Angela every month. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I spend money on? Let's say three hundred a month for clothes. I'm not a, I'm not a clothes shopper. And five hundred a month miscellaneous stuff from the sporting goods, the office depot, and Home Depot. And I don't know what that is. It's just stuff. <laughs> how far, how far high have I gone now? Uh, one sec. Lazy beast, go say hi to Nikki. And I've actually thrown in a lot of stuff there that is just plain fun. Is just what? Oh, if we're going to do this, throw in 500 a month for country club members. Okay. And 300 a month for golf. There we go. Okay. Which is the way, you know, it's sort of like, would you actually spend that? Yes, I would. <laughs> cool. Um, so that's about nine. And a so lot is it of that. A, <laughs> go ahead. Is it a reality that you are going to have, you are going to live in two different places? I think so. Um. I think it's very much a, a, possi- a possibility to live at least a few months of the year not here. 
Cool. Wow. So what do you think that looks like? Is that like a VRBO for two months? Is that a place? The thing is, if it is a retreat center, and mm-hmm. that's very much what I would like for it to be, then mm-hmm. the living expenses for that would really be almost business expenses except for food and stuff like that. I mean, having this place here, I don't I don't even know what that looks like. To, I, I can't quite conceive of how this, this space operates. Um, when we're not here for four months or five months of the year. Yes, Say more somebody about feeds the cat. Don't worry, somebody will feed the cat. <laughs> I just got told that the cat will need feeding. Mm-hmm. Guess who told me that? Jesse? No, the cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so... Say more about that. Like, you don't, what do you mean you don't know how it operates? Does that mean, like, you can't see the retreat center because you don't know what's going to happen with the house in Louisiana? Or No, I just, I just don't know whether, um, whether we need, like, a caretaker here mm-hmm. or um, whether that's a um, – like it's a, or even you know what happens to the cats because cats don't like to travel. Uh-huh. Um, you know, do they stay here and and I have somebody living here, or mm-hmm. do I have uh, somebody coming in daily to take care of them and make sure that they're happy, or do I not have cats? Dogs would go with us. Mm-hmm. Um, or do I have cats that? we raise in a car so that they know what's going, you know, so they don't have a problem with traveling. Mm-hmm. Because um, I do know people who take their pets, take their cats everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I, one of the pieces of making, or not making, allowing the retreat center to happen is how does that fit with having a house here that I love and don't really want to have this like fall apart while we're gone. Um, so. So that's an important thing to figure out. Do I figure it out or do I just script it and let it happen? I think you I think that's something that you know. So when it when you're living at your retreat center, you know what's happening in New Orleans. Yeah. So I think it's something you clear up now because your future self would know how that works. Okay. And I think this the fact that there is um more about the energy is why my answer, because it's like I don't know the answer to that. So you don't know the answer to that. A, like I said, your future self would have the answer. But more yeah. importantly, it stops other things from sort of, um, it's, it, it, it's kind of blocking some clarity. Not blocking clarity. It's just keeping us from a little bit of clarity about really where the money would have to be. What would, you know, do that. Yeah. 
So it's quite, I mean, it's quite possible that, um, yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure how this space works when I'm not here. Mm-hmm. I do know that the dogs come, any dogs that we have come with us. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether we even, whether we have cats or whether they stay here or whether they come with us or, you know, I'm not quite sure how they feel, how they fit mm-hmm. into the picture. Um, mm-hmm. cats are, I've, I've always had cats, so it's like, except for very limited times in my life have I not, have I actually not had cats, so it's pretty certain that cats are part of the life of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm not quite sure how they relate to that back and forth thing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a little bit about the retreat center for a second. Like we'll get back to like okay. figuring this out. But like, so is the retreat center sort of an all or nothing situation? Or would you ever sort of treat like, um, like let's say in five years from now, I don't know, like and all of this is, like it'll get drawn in when it gets drawn in. But let's just say like if the retreat center were 10 years out, um, uh-huh. Like, it was just took that long to get there, which I don't uh-huh. know if that's true or not. At the five-year mark, like, would you would you still live in, um, it's not, oh, tell me where it is again, because I always confuse New Hampshire. It with, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, I always say yeah. Maine. Um, so would you, would you sort of live there half time and do, like, what you're doing now where you're sort of using your house as a base and you're going out to different activities or would it be all New Orleans until the retreat center was built? No, I think it would be, I think I would be using spaces that exist up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, bed and breakfast uh, camp that exists currently uh, Various resort properties, maybe mm-hmm. that that could be used for that that purpose. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely go that away with it because I don't think I don't think I can I don't think I can just go out and buy a retreat center and make it whole cloth. I think it's got to start with retreats and destination retreats and um, moving into having a retreat center Mm -hmm. and actually operating the center is is not... I want it, but I don't know if that... There are days that I don't. You know, days that I want, Mm -hmm. want that part kind of contracted out to somebody else to run the place. Maybe mm-hmm. we just use it for maybe we just use it for six weeks or something. Yeah. Um, so that kind of is where you know that I know I want to be in a space that I have full control of for for the 
purpose of those retreats, mm-hmm. but whether or not I actually, quote, own it and have to deal with all the running of it, mm-hmm. or whether it's just it's just a space that we find that's perfect. Yeah. That's important information to know. And I think you're right. Like at the five-year mark, I think, or like when we're planning out, just because we plan it doesn't mean it won't happen next year. But if we plan it five years from now, it's more likely to happen next year. Yeah. Um, so, so five years from now, I see myself as maybe having a space that I am comfortable with using on a repeated basis, maybe five or six weeks of the year. Uh-huh. And being able to stay up in New England for maybe two and a half months. Gotcha. Whether we're renting someplace or something, but that I don't have to be in Louisiana through the dead, awful parts of the summer. Or at least by the time I get back down here, I'm not so sick of being hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And maybe doing more destination retreats sort of in those months rather than in the winter months. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So is there like a budget, like sort of a budget that needs to happen? Like, so let's say, I mean, maybe there's a retreat center in, that you would live in, but there's also going to be like these months that you wouldn't, that, that like, so two and a half months, so six weeks, I mean, that's like an extra month. I mean, so what does it look like, sort of, what do you think, I don't know, let's just, like, play with it. Like, renting a house there for three months, let's just say. What do you okay. think that looks or feels like? Or what would you want to put as a budget to that? Would that be, like, $12,000, so that's, like, you know, up to $4,000 a month? Or would that be, like, you know, $6,000 would be like $2,000 a month. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather like rent a, a house rather than stay in hotels or bed and breakfast or anything for that length of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can easily see that being, say, three months at two, say, three months at 2000 a month. Okay. So basically, um, yeah. Which, you know, would be, what, 6000 Yeah, so it's 500 maybe, basically a month. Yeah. Do you think it would be more? Yeah, maybe even more because I don't, I really haven't ever even considered what that would cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so say, say budgeting $1,000 a month, for the year would give me $12,000 to play with in terms of staying up there for, for those three months. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, in a retreat space, it might not be that we could stay there the whole time. It might even be, you know, it's one week here, one week here, one week here. Right. Cool. So that's a thousand dollars. So, um, by the way, like your homework is going to be to go look at what four thousand dollars will 
rent you in New Hampshire or three thousand if you think <laughs> there's gonna be extra expenses or whatever. Um cool. So we're at about ten thousand, which means we have about four more thousand dollars. So from standard living expenses, I I think I've covered pretty much everything, haven't I? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so um, at that point, I would, I mean, part of it is that, that I don't have um, a tremendous, huge need to, um, did, did we say personal development was elsewhere in this? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, I guess I get a week I guess I get a weekly massage out of this then. Well yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> uh how much is that in your area? Or where well, you yeah. would be where you would be going, not or well here and there. Um just let's budget a hundred a week for that. So four hundred or let's budget five hundred a month for that and having my hair done, haircut. I'm not going to have to color it anymore, thank God. <laughs> so, haircut, how much is that a week? Well, that's, month? that's the 500. You're going to go to have the best massage for $100 a week? Yeah. I've paid my okay. guy. $74 for 90 minutes, and he's fabulous. Okay, but then that still doesn't really include for the haircut. 100. I only get my haircut every four to five weeks. Right, so once a month. So what's that? Yeah, 100 bucks. That's 100 bucks, and that's just color. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Um. And then, I really, I mean, at this point, five years from now, I'd love for Jesse not to be working. So, cool. figure $1,000 for his, quote, allowance. <laughs> in other words, I'm not telling, I, I have no idea what he'd spend it on. But if he had that much money, he could spend it. Right. Cool. All right. And And so this... Like, all these living expenses incorporate, like, basically, if you had this budget, that means he doesn't have to work, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Those Anything else? Like... Anything else? What else? I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's, you know, living expenses and not some of this other stuff. Well, let's play with the other stuff for a little bit. Okay. So let's talk about, I mean, personal development is pretty, pretty easily, I feel like. Um, if you did 10% there, that's $2,300 a month, right? Yep, 20, nope. Yeah, $2,300 a month. 
What what is that? For personal development. Does that feel right? Twenty three hundred a month? Yeah. So total grand total of that is how much? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. That's not enough. Okay. So let's come back to that one. All right. So okay. let's do the play. So the one thing uh that wasn't um like uh travel um, that was like a, that was basically travel and it, that was that yeah that was so that I could go see Jamie and Kate any old time I wanted or a weekend a year a month basically right but what, what about your other travel well that would be um at least one dive trip a year right so how and much is a dive trip? Forty. Let's say. Wait a minute. Seven. Is it forty-seven? Or no, it's seven, seven grand. grand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and. Probably two of those a year, or another trip that kind of looks like that in terms of amount of money. Okay. So that's about half of that play budget a month. What else? How else would you play? Well, we already included the golf. Right. Um. So, I mean, I did. I, I actually included a fair amount of play there. Um, so, extravagant dining, which mm-hmm. add another what, four hundred a month, five hundred a month for for five hundred a month. Yeah. Okay. So about 600 more, like, in terms of play. How else would you play? How else would I play? Or, like, fun or, like, yeah. Play might not be the right word, but, like, fun. Um, Sporting events and concerts. Would easily eat up all of that, along with a ski trip a year. Along with this ski trip a year? Yeah, that would probably well over eat up. I mean, this is probably going back into the remaining stuff out of living expenses. Wouldn't mm-hmm. wind up paying for a ski trip. And, I mean, that's the advantage of loving my house and having pretty much what I want right here is that I don't have to keep paying for it. Yeah. You know? So, what, what, like, tell me how much a ski trip costs. Um, well, we already paid for the tickets to New Hampshire, so probably two grand. Cool. Another two. Cool. So let's talk about, um, is giving a big thing to you? 
Yes. All right. So let's talk about how you would give away $2,300 a month. What that would look like. What would that look like? That would look like... Um, that would look like half of it to Heart for Africa or another similar situation. Okay. okay. Uh, um, that would look like so I've got about 1100 What would be 1100 Probably half of that would be in personal donations mm-hmm. like you know just the the general GoFundMe um, food bank whatever whatever caught my interest that makes sense mm-hmm. but for it's true um, you know just whatever would catch my interest um, and the other half would go to animal causes Like, would they be specific or would they be as needed? Um, part of it would go to a particular humane shelter that I tend to support, and the other half would go to things that I, again, you know, like the local one maybe or an animal drive or whatever. Oh, we forgot to put crew fees in. We forgot to put what? We forgot to put the crew fees in. Oh, that's that again. Thing. Crew. K R E W E. Those are, I don't know, living expenses, entertainment, whatever. Um, but figure 200 a month for that, 300 a month for that. Okay, hold on one second. It's, it's a Louisiana thing. Okay. How, and you, did you say how much is it? Uh, two fifty a month. Okay. Cool. But that's like a living expense. I mean, it's like a it's it's not the giving thing, right? No, it's not part of. The okay. Thing. No. Okay. All right. And then, like, are you saving or investing? Is that something you want to do? Um. In yes. Okay. Is that you have places, and you don't have to tell me exactly where it is, but like, do you have places where it would go? Do you know where you'd put? Yes, uh, some of it I do. Okay. So, um, I have a Fidelity account that's mm-hmm. not IRA. Mm-hmm. It's rollover money from all the years I've been working. Um, Yeah. Part of it would go to uh, a stock, McCormick and Company. I know that sounds really weird to have just one stock, but it's a family thing. Um, Part of it would go into mutual funds. Okay. Whatever, Whatever my investment guy would say would be a good choice at this point. Mm-hmm. So are those sort of like split up evenly, you think? Um, half to McCormick and half into the others. 
so there would be some money that was really available and some that was pretty much long term. Although at this point, I can take out retirement income. Right. Okay. Um, is there any restrictions on what you can put in your IRA? Can you put seven thousand dollars in your in an IRA a year? Um, seven thousand a year. Yeah, as long as it's a, as long as there's only a there's a limit on how much pre-tax money you can put in. But actually, because I'm self-employed, there's really no no limit as long as it's not an IRA. It's it's got to be a um, KEO. I believe, or a SEP account. I'm not sure which one it is. Cool. So that's also on your homework to figure out where that would actually be going or to make sure like 7000 could go into wherever? Yeah. I mean, you can put away as much as you want for retirement as long as it's post-tax money. Cool. All right. And I'm finding this really cute house for 2000 a month. And oh, well, yeah, yeah. Up for rent. It's seventeen hundred square feet, five point eight, but it's it's about forty minutes from the, where the kids are. Yeah. Where it's Katie nice. teach. Yeah. So two thousand a month would definitely rent me something cute up there. Cool. Okay. All right. So we budgeted. We budgeted four. So but yeah, that gives so us money to like. I don't know whether you want to drive a car up or rent a car. It gives you sort of that freedom. Yeah. Good. All right. So, do you feel like um, you're gonna like you love what you do, and so you'll like keep working? Or do you think there is, like, a retirement point? There's not really a retirement point Mm -hmm. in my life unless, for some reason, you know, we weren't able to work. But I don't Mm -hmm. expect that. I'm not going to. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, Cool. So I kind of want you to think about, like, sort of long-term, like, and just be like playing it out, like okay. So then, but like, what is like seven thousand? You know, or we're talking like fourteen thousand a year in mutual funds and IRAs, and fourteen thousand in um, you know stock. Like, what are then sort of the long term? Like, what's that for? That's for being able to. I, I mean play whenever we wanted. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if there was the dream trip, like that does that thing that we just did doesn't include saying, okay, this is a year we're going to go to Australia and New Zealand for a month. 
Mm-hmm. Or cool. this is the trip to around Europe that we've never taken. So it doesn't include those. It doesn't include being able to walk away and leave Jamie and Kate and the two kids. I know. There isn't. I can't script his second baby. But, mm-hmm. uh, but in order to leave, to leave them in the situation where college doesn't become a big deal for them, for the kids or mm-hmm. setting them up down the road for whatever they need to be, wherever they need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so, I mean, uh, generational, I don't have anything against generational money. I've had my my share of it, too, so. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think it's a good... Um, it's, like, really good to put numbers, which is, like, awesome. So let's say, like, if they don't have another kid, like... And just a mutual fund with for college, like that's awesome. It's one hundred and twenty-five thousand for college when he's eighteen. Yeah, I mean, who knows what it'll be? Hopefully, it'll be free by then. But right, but it's like good to like it's good to like know that you're the person who's going to have one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for their grandchild to go to college. Yeah, because that Whether impacts I'm, like when I say like who like when we sort of look at places that we can close the gap, like this mm-hmm. may or may not like be a thing, but like knowing that is part of closing the gap. Like knowing that who you're stepping into is a person who has $125,000 for their grandchild for college is that's different than like not knowing that. Yeah, I definitely. And honestly, there there may come a time where there needs to be, you know, I sent my son to private school for most of his, most well, for all of his elementary school. And I thought that was a really, really good thing. And that may be true for my grandchildren as well. I mm-hmm. don't know whether those options will be there, but I would like to be the person who could fill the gap if that was necessary. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if if it wasn't going into the bank and it was taking $7,000 a year and paying for private school tuition, that's okay. Yeah. For me, that's, that's a, that's an investment in the future. That, Uh uh, or, um, you know, one of the other things was from, for my son was he was a, um, pre-Olympic level ski racer. So mm-hmm. that may not be an option for two working parents, especially if they do have a second child, two two parents who are working for the school systems in New, northern New Hampshire where they don't pay for shit. So being able to be the grandma that can help with that without having to even, without them having to say, you know, uh, we we said, you know, you you did this for me, and I I just don't know how I'm going to do it for Miles, or I don't know how I'm going to do it for the, the the second child, and being able to say it's covered, don't worry about it, send me the bill. But mm-hmm. this is the person I'd like to be able to be for my son. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. And it's not because he would. You don't have to explain why it is. Yeah. Okay. The, it's the person I would like to be is all that matters. Yeah. So, 
um, like like none of it matters except for that's where you want to invest your money and you want to be the person who has, you know, $7,000 plus a year available to do that. Yeah. That would be really really good. Yeah. So that's who we're stepping into. Like, there wasn't a lot. I don't feel like there's a lot of difference between you now and the person who makes 88,000. We could probably find some differences. I feel like there's some information in here that tells us about who you are when you make that amount of money and when you're the grandma who has 7,000 that she can easily just say yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to... That's a different person, right? She can do it with ease. I can Uh do it now. I just can't do it with ease. It, It makes me nervous. Cool. So the thing about it is that's an that's important information right there. Eat. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, How did what? Hmm? Somehow. Oh, we're not over budget. Sorry. I thought I was like, how did we get over? But we're not over. We're under. So what about like $6,000, $30,000 a year? Still might not be enough for personal development, right? Yeah. Um, how much a year? 30000 30 um, mm-hmm. probably closer to 40 with Angela and everything, especially when you consider there's travel sometimes involved in that. Oh, well, we allocated about 70. Hold on. I, I think my math was, my head math wasn't accurate. About 70,000. How does that sound? Oh. oh, that'll, yeah, that'll work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a good number. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, so that would include um, high-level coach? Yeah. And that would include travel for meetings with high-level coach? Mm-hmm. And that would include the ability to... Um, take a class or um, go to Peru or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every year, but, you know, to to do something exceptional. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Every, every 18 months or two years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can easily see myself being the person who says, it's time to go to Peru or it's time to go um, to Kilimanjaro or it's time to go on an adventure trip to something that I just didn't really expect. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and I think, like, that's important, actually. I'm going to actually... Like, like growth travel is, for lack of a better term, what I would call that. It's like, like yeah. it's not like necessarily like a coaching thing or like maybe there's a coach involved, maybe there's not. But it's like about that experience that's about uh, growth. Yes. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, cool. I like that. So do you, can you already feel sort of the difference in who this person is and the person who makes 88000 a year? Yeah. Um, this person uh, is a lot more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have as much... Uh, I don't know, she appreciates what she has, mm-hmm. but in doing that, allows it to flow more freely. Mm-hmm. Who are you with sort of this, because um, this person, to me, she feels like... She has this absence of, yeah, I don't know if the right term is like, where's money going to come from? Or she, she has a confidence that it's there. Yeah. And, and then a different, is it, is, does she have like a confidence in herself or is it, is all, is it two things or is it one? Like confidence about that money is there, or is it? Does that make sense? What I'm asking. Hmm. I think she has confidence that no matter what is being. Let's see. That no, maybe that no dollar, that no space in there is anything that she needs to worry about because there's always more. There's always enough. Mm-hmm. And so what does she sort of like do or feel? Because there's a lot of space that's been freed up in her life from sort of worrying about money or how it's allocated or where it's coming from. Like what is what is that space filled with? Um, action. Interesting. Say more. Um... There's no need to step back from doing something because she's um, 
because she's worried? So she takes action because she doesn't because have to she sit can. and worry? Yeah, she doesn't have mm-hmm. to sit and worry. And because if it's, um, if there's something, um, that doesn't seem to be going right, it's, it's okay because she knows how to, how to move to the next thing. Is that like moving on or moving forward or? Moving forward. Uh Uh-huh. So if a, you know, if a, if a program launches and it bombs, it's no big deal because the next one's right there. Um, That's interesting. Hold on. Hold on. Does she actually, like, if she's mastered her business to, to like, this degree, does she, does she have programs that bomb? I don't, yeah, she might. And it's okay. There's There's a space for that. There's a space for saying, bomb may not be the right word, but for, for things that don't work out quite, the way she expects them to. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know that I want to be the person who never fails. I think yes. Yeah, so see, that was your future. Like that was your current self making the statement about the the bombing, and it's okay. Yeah. What's the fear that if you never fail, like what happens? Like like. It, so if you become the person who never fails, what happens? That's negative in your mind. I think that it's... I don't like the role model that it creates by being the person who never fails you wind up being the person that can be unrelatable so you step out of being Hmm. being the person who can actually talk to somebody and become the person that um, is unattainable. So from a from a standpoint of being a coach or being a, a mentor, you it'd be like being mentored by Oprah. And I don't think I don't think she would say that she doesn't want to fail. It also feels constricting. 
it feels like you can't step out on a limb. You can't say, well, I want to take 25 people. I want to take 25 women on a safari in Africa, and we're going to do this and this and this, and it be something that only three people in the world decide that they want to do or can do at the time or whatever. Or I want to take 25 women on a trek across Antarctica and finding out that there really aren't 25 women who want to do that or have the money to do that and want to do that and can do it at the the right time. So I want to be able to take those risks and not worry that if I take the risk and it doesn't work, that that's putting everything out on, putting everything and it, the choices, you know, not being able to do anything after that. So here's here's where we sort of stepped out of her. Okay. So you want to be able to take risks and do things. If your future self is like conquered the things that have led her to this life, to this allocation of money, to having this money. I'm going to mm-hmm. ruin this. Like to being the grandma that says, here's the check for what you want to put them in private school, here's the check. Yeah. And she but puts I... out something. Hold on. And she steps out on a limb. Like, is it failure if she puts something out there and it, and only, like, I don't know, 10% of it gets filled? It might not be something that she wants to do again, and maybe it's something that costs money in order to, you know, that it's not profitable, that it's not, um, that it just doesn't work. And I want to be able to be the person that can do that. Be able to be the person who can do what? Who can put something out that may or may not work. So you want to be that person? Like I would say, because I don't think you're – like she – the person who makes this amount of money, who writes the check, I feel like Mm -hmm. she – does do that, but it's not, it's never about it's okay if I fail. That's you right now, wanting to be able to do something and know it's okay if she fails. But your future self who is in this place, who has this budget, who is, you know, investing money in this, who's giving this money away, who has the money to go and live in New Hampshire in in a beautiful place, for a couple months, you travel there once a month. She's not. She's like not trying to make sure she's still okay to fail. Well, I don't think she fails. I think she can put something out there that doesn't work. And that's okay. Right. But I don't think that's a forefront thought in her mind. 
Like being okay with that isn't running her day and she's not going into something saying, it's okay if I put this out there and it fails. Okay. So I think she puts something out there with like an intent of success. Yes, she doesn't get knocked off a rocker if it's if three people show up to something that she was planning in 25. Like she can navigate that, but she's never like, she's never like, it's okay if I fail at this. She okay. is brave because, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do you see how it's different? Yes. And I guess and I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out how to say that so that it makes, I don't know, makes me feel like that this is where I'm okay with. Because I don't, I want to be able to take risks. And I want money not to be the deciding factor on that. So as long as you are trying to fix being a person who doesn't take risks because money is a deciding factor, you will always be that person because you have to be that person in order to be able to overcome that problem. Okay. So you have to, it's like, it's like trying to swim across the pool without letting go of the side, the one side. Like you cannot get to the other side until you let go of the side that you're on, right? Okay. Yeah. And so wanting to be somebody who isn't afraid to take risks for financial reasons, if you want to, like, keep overcoming that, like, if you want to overcome that, you have to stay the person who's afraid of that because you have to have, you have to keep holding onto the side so that you can, like, be overcoming the fear of going to the other side. It doesn't, okay. It doesn't happen by being one and trying to be, like, and trying to become the other. Which, like, how you become the person at the other side is, like, you go to the other side. Like, that's, now that I gave that analogy, it doesn't totally work. But, like, <laughs> so it's, you ha- but you have to let go of this, like, fear that I won't be, the, or, or this need to become the person and become the person. Okay. So you're, uh, then this happens kind of routinely where you try and tap into your future self by trying to make her the opposite of who you are now. Yeah, and I'm not sure that I'm completely there, that it's not just in the articulation of this that the issue is, because I routinely kind of do this stuff. Um even when it does make me sometimes a little nervous. Um. Say more. Uh, if I were, if I were completely afraid of doing it because it might might fail, I wouldn't have ever done Angela's book. Mm-hmm. Because. That wasn't money I, quote, just had. It wasn't money I was making. It was an investment. Cool. So, yeah, 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 yeah. 
This I, is this is exactly what I'm saying. That person has already become that person. Like she's, you yeah. you are already that person. Yeah. But it's this need to want to make sure you can keep doing it. That is, there's something off in that. Okay. I 100% agree you're already that person. What I don't 100% agree is that you see that and that you act and you act accordingly. Like, and I 100% get that you, like, you did do that. You, you wrote the book. You, um, joined the, you, know, you joined um, our mastermind. You joined this group. Like, all of those things, yeah. But what you still... But there's a piece that you, like, that you're not seeing that is like, give me a minute. You're not almost like, it's like you're not letting yourself fully be that person because you still want to like try and fix that part. Okay. Did that make any sense at all? Not completely. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You you absolutely are that person when you let yourself be that person. Okay. But when we sort of plan, like, but it's, it's like, but then it's like you still want to plan on being that person. Working on it. Say that again. I said I'm working on on how that makes me feel. Um, or how that hits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think part of it is my need, and this is something I've been working on a lot, is getting out of my head and into my heart and my gut. Mm-hmm. I'm a very head-centered person. Oh, you hadn't mm-hmm. noticed that, huh? Mm-mm. Not at all. Never. Not, not at all. Yeah. Um, so part of it is is just in trying to, uh, because I'm used to or trying to articulate this stuff and say it over and over, and uh, that makes it a little more difficult to. So don't. So hold on. So tell me the story that you want to be true. Instead of telling me what is or what you don't want, right now in this moment, tell me what you want in I terms want of to, this conversation. I want to be the person who intuitively knows what she wants and intuitively chooses the right actions to get there. Yes. So, and that is what your future self, she does that. Yeah. And that was what I heard come through. And then I, when you, sh- when you switched, right, it was like mm-hmm. you went into the, to the, to the head mode, right? Uh, that's what started this whole thing is what, the moment that you went from that person mm-hmm. to the head mode of like, um, 
to the head mode of defining your future self. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what happens with me a lot is that I tend to go into the head mode. Tell me what people. you want to, so tell me what you want. I, I want to stay in the heart mode. Right. And let me ask you this question. If you're in heart mode, can you ever become unrelatable or unattainable? No. No. You just can't. I just can't. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? That feels good. Mm -hmm. That feels really good. Good. So I have an assignment for you. Okay. I want you to write an article that you, I want you to write it like as an outside observer, like somebody who interviewed your future self, the one who is um, making $253,000 a year and can write the $7,000 check without skipping a beat. Um, Mm hmm and I want you to, like, write it from an interviewer's perspective about your heart and, and like, who your heart is. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, a real article that could be published. But okay. about your heart, about, like, what it does, how it leads, how it's crucial to who you are and, and your success. And I want it to be all about your heart and and just what it does and the role that it plays. Okay, I'm typing this out. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. About that 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 place and that person. And I think that's gonna like I think that's gonna give us a little more clarity and tapping points into your future self. Okay. Yeah. Do you like that assignment? Does I like that okay? assignment. Yeah. Okay. I like it too. Okay. Cool. All right. So how are you feeling right now? Um, a little unsettled, truth be told. Um, yeah. Little, which is good, in a way. Um, keeping looking for, well, an interesting call. Um, now let's call her back. 
Um, that was interesting. Hopefully she'll call me back. Uh, let's see. So it's a little unsettling in in that, you know, it's. I think every time I get bumped from this space where I can, quote, figure it out, makes it harder for me to really, I rely on my head. Mm-hmm. I rely on my head. That's okay. You know how it's about is kind of the way it goes. And so, what happened? I think you started to say it, but you didn't finish. What happens when you get bumped in that place? Um. I get I get unsettled like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to the point where I'm not sure what the answer is, the question is. <laughs> um, I guess there's a part of me that likes being in my head because it's comfortable there and mm-hmm. being living by intuition to which, uh, you know, it tends to be more uncertain for me and therefore, well, now what? So it is kind of scary. Mhm. What's scary about it? Not feeling that I can predict the results. Not that I can ever do that anyway. But mhm. Yeah, I'm not. It's it's sort of living out here on on an edge that. Is pretty uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the people who would go to Antarctica with you? Who, would they, who do you think the people who would go to Antarctica with you, the people who are going to pay you to go to Antarctica, are they, would they more than would they pay someone who's never like stood on that edge and felt the uncomfortableness or would they pay the person who's only stayed in their head their whole life? Well, they're going to want me to have been uncomfortable like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not where I need to be. It's just a little scary sometimes. Yeah. Does it feel like a place where you just need to sit for it and allow it to be scary for a minute? Or, I mean, by a minute, I mean however long it is. Yeah. Cool. Basically, yeah. I mean, it, it it needs to be scary till it 
not scary, and I don't know that it'll ever not be scary, but it it kind of just needs to work its way out. Um, and find a way to be that way. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Um, finding a way for it to be that way. Finding a way for it to be what way? Well, for me not to jump back into my head. Right there, I feel like you jumped back in your head when you wanted to find the way. Yeah. So I think one sort of wording change that might help, it's like you're practicing being in your heart right now. Okay, that makes sense. Like, and so if we can just practice it, because it's like golf, right? The more you practice, the better you get the more it becomes this natural state of who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. It's just the shift to from one normal to a different normal, and it takes practice. Yeah. And so whenever you go to that figure-it-out state, just remind yourself. There's nothing to figure out. It's just practicing. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Good. Is there anything else I can um, support you with, Shay, or you want to just kind of go sit and be in this moment? I think I just I think I need to just be in this for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think this was a um, it was a great way to get to this point. Yeah, this was a really interesting session. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go be with it, and I'm gonna let you go practice. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Okay. And I will work on that assignment and get it to you when I have a chance. Cool. I look forward to it and, uh, you know, let me know if you need anything in the meantime. Okay, I will. Sounds good. All right. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.